It is impossible to understand what is going on in the world and what has been going on for as long as people have existed without first abandoning the lies of our history. It is not the number of lies that is important, it is their placement. There are a group of lies that rest at the very roots of human civilization. The first and foremost lie that has guided our thinking is that there is one race of mankind. But to understand this lie, we have to understand another lie. We need to understand race is not tied to physiognomy. The races of man are not visible to the naked eye. If you think they are, you believe either there is but one human race or several tied to clusters of physiological factors. Which choice you make really depends on how high up the taxonomic scale you think race is. Race as an attribute of species means there is but one human race. Race as a subspecies designation would mean there are three or more races. We have to believe in the Bible to acknowledge the one species but two race paradigm. But the existence of two races is only the first of many hurdles we must overcome. There are two realities attached to these two races. The two races do not arise out of physiognomy but from epistemology. The two races are two ways of knowing. Each race has their own way of interpreting reality. If you deny this, you belong to a different race than I. There is no way around the logic of the two-reality hypothesis. If you support the idea of there being one reality inhabited by one race, then you adhere to the one-reality hypothesis, ORH. Your denial or my position is entirely consistent with the two-reality hypothesis, TRH. This may not overly excite those of the ORH, but then you have to explain my existence and the only way you can do this is by dismissing me as insane. This reaction is also consistent with the TRH. We of the TRH think those who subscribe to the ORH are insane also. The tendency of both groups thinking the other is insane is natural. The insane are people who are in a different reality than those who are considered sane. But which group are the sane ones? All of this might be dismissed as an academic philosophical game, but the TRH cannot be that easily dismissed. The reality of those who subscribe to the TRH is a theocracy, but not a theocracy that fits into the ORH of liberals. The theocracy of those who subscribe to the TRH is called Western theocracy. The theocracy of those who believe in one reality is Eastern theocracy. These are very different systems. They are after all two different ways of thinking, understanding reality, and being. They literally represent two models of how to live. We are well aware that the Bible refers to the two races or peoples as the race of the spirit and the people of the flesh. One group are the people of the world and the other are the people of faith who compose the church. It is still possible for the people of the flesh to gloss over the differences between the races as they do the differences between the right and the left and the religious and atheists. But the plan of God is not so easily dismissed. The reality of Western theocrats is not physical, it is conceptual, it is analytical, it is logical. These characteristics cannot be seen, they are not visible. This immateriality of the spiritual worldview might seem to benefit and give an advantage to the secular worldview. Liberals reject all metaphysical ideas, and this includes a conceptualized understanding of reality. But herein lays a dilemma, because if liberalized deny a conceptualized understanding of reality, they deny their own minds and their consciousness. There is no physical mind and no observable consciousness.
All we have that we know about or actually observe is our sense impressions, our mental representations of what is said to exist. If we look closely at what our minds contain, we only see concepts or defined ideas. Reality itself is a concept with a definition that can be communicated to others as an idea, but the idea of physical reality remains just an idea. Without this ability to conceptualize and communicate ideas, we could not talk about reality or communicate to each other. Western theocracy is one side of the two-sided, two-reality hypothesis. The other side of the equation is Eastern democracy, which can be broadly equated with liberalism. We have made it clear that one of the fundamental principles of the ORH is that there is only one reality and that this one reality contains all possible conceptions, elaborations, and nuances. There is nothing such that it fails to be encompassed by the one reality hypothesis. But the hypothesis itself is an oxymoron and is self-contradictory. The ORH cannot reject my claim of an analytical reality and be consistent. To be valid, all notions and ideas about reality must be relative to all other ideas and notions. The ORH necessitates and requires we embrace the notion of cultural relativity. It is okay to bring in any culture to mix with any culture because neither has any more merit than the other. If all cultures, beliefs, and practices are relative, no human has a reason to hate anyone or prefer anything, but they do hate, and liberals can and do hate with a consuming passion. Liberals understand Western theocracy spells the end of liberalism and its doctrine of cultural relativism. Their conceptualization of truth cannot withstand the presence of Western theocracy. Theocracy and democracy are not compatible. Western theocracy uncovers the lies of liberalism because it has a standard of comparison. Western theocracy looks at words as tools and analyses their usefulness. For example, Western theocrats know democracy is not a government of the people by the people for the people because there is no conceptualizing the people. Instead of the people, there are two opposing races inhabiting two incompatible realities. The people is an analytically untenable abstraction without merit. The people are divided and only one group has their representatives elected. Ultimately, only one group governs the country. Theocrats know the human species is composed of two opposing groups. We do not pretend to be unbiased. We represent one race and one race alone. Liberals will claim this causes division, as if the division does not already exist and goes far, far deeper than what reaching across the aisle will ever exculpate. Western theocrats base their politics on the primacy of God and his way. God created the world by words, as concepts. He said what he spoke into existence was good, which means he created the universe from the end, not from the beginning, as we would. He created the end of things. God did not set up the pieces and energize them to see what would happen. The end was created, and it was good. Thus, we are driven by a purpose which is ontological. There is an end we are driven to seek. We cannot corrupt the end, we cannot put the things of God off course, because the end has already been established. But where is our freedom, where is our culpability in a created world? It is in the features of our creation. This is what liberals cannot understand nor account for. We do not own the physical world and we have no claim on any of it. But we are free to create value and use this to carve our sphere of choice. What we do have a right to is the value we add to the things of God. This builds the church. 
Conceptually, the church is the value we have added to the reality formed by God. The church is our slice of the pie added to all of the value added by the faithful. The church is the people of God's work done in the name of God. By taking up our cross, we work to add value to God's creation. But liberals are confused because the world is in their eyes a physical creation. The land and its resources are either owned by individuals or by institutions that are owned as public bodies. But if the liberal position is valid, we are faced with the classic economic dilemma. The world is finite. Regardless of how large it is or how much wealth it contains, the amount of property and goods and services it can provide is finite. However, greed is infinite and unbounded. In economics, this is referred to as infinite demand chasing a finite amount of goods. The question is always, how do we allocate a finite supply given infinite demand? Every liberal wants to own the world. All of nature belongs to God. The only way to own it, or even a portion of it, is by means of physical force. Liberals' love of freedom translates into a justification for the use of force to acquire what is wanted. This unbridled use of force or the willingness to use force is the source of war, crime, and governments. Governments expropriate property, but they also license the use of property to its subjects. Liberals solve the economic problem by recourse to physical force to decide who gets what and who has the right to allocate the world's resources. Waterfalls, forests, bodies of water, and deposits of minerals can all be licensed to subjects by a regulatory government. These private owners pose as the owner of the physical resource, but they are never more than a representative of the state operating under license. Some have more power and leeway than others, but all exist as private owners under the authority and charter of the state. But outside of the state, the only recourse, given liberalism, is war when a dispute over resources exists. The repercussions of adhering to the ORH is not exhausted by competition and division and war. There are other negative impacts that flow from this worldview. Money, like everything else in the liberal universe, is owned. Currency is a monetized asset, commodified in digital packets called denominations. The owner will not issue these monetized units without compensation. Liberal monetary forms are specialized products used to facilitate exchanges, but in other respects are no different from other products such as soap dispensers, pencils, and dice. Currencies measure their own value. Like all other commodities, the more money units produced, the less an individual unit is worth. This gives us inflation. Governments produce nothing regardless of whether they are democratic or not. Elections give the state the right to expropriate wealth from their subjects. This wealth is used to pay tradespeople to build roads and other needed infrastructure. The state never builds anything. A Western theocracy is conceptual, not physical. It is built on faith. It is our belief that people cannot claim to believe in God if they do not believe in the people of God. Our faith in Him is manifested in our works of faith done for the people of God. If we own only what we create, where do governments who create nothing enter in? The existence of the state is predicated on might being the source of right. Might makes right means that through the power of the sword and gun, humans can acquire, control, and own the natural things of God's creation. But no man can overpower God. Western theocracy is predicated on the assumption God created the natural world. 
We have no right to own anything we did not create. Only the value we add to nature can be ours. Once this position is adopted, we must live by the golden rule. We must not force others to pay our costs, because we do not wish to be forced to pay the costs of others. It does not end there. Western theocrats are ontological absolutists. There is a right and wrong and a line between them. Western theocrats are logically compelled to strive towards the light. The equity we produce can and is measured and is a precise indicator of whether we are a positive factor or a negative burden on civil society. Liberals and Eastern theocrats will argue absolutes are not possible and the only recourse is to live by law. In practice, the law is a rationalization of an emotional reaction. It is mere opinion codified and backed up by physical means. The denial of metaphysical absolutes is impossible in a relativist framework. Liberals logically can neither deny nor accept that believers in God exist. All they can do is dismiss us and do this on the basis that there is no exceptions to their cultural relativism, an absolutist claim that contradicts the premise of cultural relativism. Western theocracy is founded on the impossibility of cultural relativism. Western theocracy exists because cultural relativism defeats itself.